Hello, hello. Welcome to the Mother Days podcast. I am your host, Sarah Wright Olson. I almost said I'm your host, Teresa Palmer. <laughs> oh my God. You can be Teresa Palmer. I almost Sarah said Wright that. Olson. Oh my God. Did you do, were you going to do it in the Australian accent? Teresa. I was going to try and fail. And my face just got red because I really did almost say that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Because so you're looking at me. I know. I'm looking well, at you. I'm, like, I'm your host, Teresa. Teresa Palmer. Uh, <laughs> Palmer. What is Palmer? What even is that? I don't I know. mean, really. I don't know. That was not. That was not good. Oh that was God. not. That was not my best work. I, I need a a moment with a voice coach. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great, you'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Okay, you guys! We're so excited today. We have an amazing guest on the pod. Um... I think that this guest and I met each other at least it has to have been 15, 16 years ago um, doing a movie called The House Bunny. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. This movie was so fun and so crazy. So and if any of you guys out there have seen The House Bunny, then you will recognize this voice. Ladies and gents, we have Rumor Willis here today. Woohoo! Hi, welcome, Rumor. <laughs> you worked with Anna Farris. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anna Farris. I love her. I love Anna so much. I and know. that movie was hilarious. If people haven't seen it, wait, so it's about a Playboy bunny, right? Anna That's plays a uh-huh. Playboy bunny. And is she like reintegrating yes. into society? Is that what it is? She gets kicked out of the mansion. She's too old. It's like her 26th oh. birthday, <laughs> which oh, is right. terrifying. It is terrifying. Oh my gosh, she's 26. <laughs> yeah, she was 26. Oh and she got kicked out of the Playboy Mansion. And so she comes to be a, like a mother, like a house mom at a, at a sorority house of the sort of yes. like um, oh, left right. behind, I know, the left behind sorority. 
<laughs> I don't know. I, I was the villain. I mean, the fact that I was the villain in it, uh, just the mean girl. Um, you were so great. Do you remember that day that we were in that, was it that, that hot bar, like in the Valley of yes. Burbank trying to do the karaoke? Oh. We were all like getting heat stroke. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, the things behind the scenes, that's right. <laughs> the Valley is always very hot. Um, so oh you guys, God. rumor is here. Rumor is an actress. She is a singer. She is a. I, she's gonna have to say it because I don't even remember how to she's say it. She's a jeweler in um, training. Uh, she's a jeweler in training. But I love how she describes yes. it. Jeweler of the feminine arts. Please explain that because I was like, I want that. I want that thing. I know. I need. I want that too. I, I want that too. I had a friend of mine. And I was talking about wanting to be a doula, but also, you know, my sister Scout and I have been deeply ingrained in this kind of like spirit, sexual scientist kind of work. And so I thought, you know, maternity and and pregnancy is so separate from our sexuality. Yes. How do we integrate that? There's so much separation, even in trying to conceive that becomes this routine and becomes this kind of all right, well, we're ovulating, so let's do this then and here. And it takes away, I don't know, all of the, I don't know, the juiciness of it. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like we need to have a doula. There's a postpartum doula. There should be, you know, prenatal doula yes. or all of it. And it's got to integrate all the aspects of femininity, even from when, you know, we're we're teenagers and we're learning about sexuality and we're learning about pleasure and how to advocate for ourselves in those situations. Everything is so separate in, as a woman where it's like, okay, you're puberty. No one talks to you about sex. Just don't get pregnant and don't get an STD. Yeah, exactly. And you're a mom and you're in another category and then you're in menopause and it's another category yeah. and nobody shares trade secrets <laughs> between the three. <laughs> I know. Yes. It's almost like there should be this like there's there should be like this gathering of like sex education for women in their mm -hmm. like twenties, you know, who's like, okay, yeah. like mm -hmm. I'm thinking about having um a baby. Um, you know, I'm gonna grab my prenatals, but maybe I'm also gonna go have this um conversation and like talk to people yeah. and try to understand like a little bit more about my body and um, yeah, it's fascinating. You're so right. I mean, the edu the sex education that I got at my school in Kentucky in health class was so minimal. Um, it was very, we were a very religious town. My dad was a pastor. So everything was like no sex, no sex conversations. Yep. Um, talking about it was just really shameful. And so um, as lovey-dovey as my mom and dad were, it was like, as long as we don't talk about it, she's not going to go just like have sex, you know? And totally. by the way, they were right. I was like terrified to have sex. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so scared. <laughs> um, but that didn't work on my brother. You know, my brother was like the opposite of me. He was like, whatever. He didn't care. Um, so yeah, you're totally right. That's absolutely fascinating. I want to hear more about that. And um, I, you know, I know that your mom had home births with you guys. Is that mm -hmm. right? So tell us a little bit about. Well, she did it at the hospital, but she did it like yes, you know, very uh, no. What do you call it now? That's like the PC way of saying it. Because I know people say natural birth. Yeah, people now are like 
offended because all birth is intervention natural. It's like free. unmedicated or physiological intervention free yeah, let's call it yeah physiological yeah, yeah. birth um yeah unmedicated birth vaginal birth um yeah however she literally was actually in Kentucky I was born in Kentucky you were born in Paducah yeah I was reading that on Wikipedia and I didn't know that that's only like two hours from Horse Cave where I grew up which is crazy no yes I had no idea I mean what? I was in high school by the time you were born but still it doesn't matter um <laughs> <laughs> but yes I just like to pretend that, like, at heart, I'm slightly a Southern gal. Yeah, you are. You're a Southern gal. You're a Southern gal. Okay, tell us about that. I want to hear. She was out there. My dad was shooting a movie out there, and she had this doctor, and she went in. She was 25, and she was, you know, she said, you know, this is how I want to do it. I want to try and do it without drugs and blah, blah, blah. And this doctor she had was like, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) This is like the most demeaning. Of, yes, of yes. I've, I've had that conversation before. Okay, keep going. Well, everybody <laughs> wants to tell you that. When you're pregnant. Yes. Are you sure? Mm. It's, mm. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I hear that a lot, is what they say. Yeah, just wait. Yeah. Just wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so she switched doctors like a week before she gave birth to me. Oh, wow. And went to the La Leche League in Kentucky. And they were like, all right, you got to, like, this is the doctor you should go to. She met this doctor, talked to him about what she wanted. And he was like, listen, you know, I I hear what you're, what you're wanting. And all I ask (laughs) is that we let common sense prevail. And, you know, he said something, I can't, I'm going to butcher it, but he said something too about like how he treats his animals, like having just like natural birth. And I think she was like, that's my guy. Yes. Oh my God. That's I so love true. It. Right. Wow. And so she, and <sighs> so how did she, did she talk about it to you guys? Like, I mean, I've seen it because yeah. she videoed it. So I've like seen wow. the video and it oh was, you've gosh. seen your own it amazing. It's so cool. <gasps> it's rad. Oh, it's so cool to watch. And you and got to see the transition of your mom from, like not being a mother into wow. like just being birthed into this whole other new role. Yeah. We all know how busy life gets being a parent and it really doesn't leave a whole lot of room for other things like logistics and finances. But did you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Check this out. Okay. So imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. <laughs> I mean, Think of all the cash back that you would get on boxes of pasta. I mean, that's what Esme loves or uh, bags of chips. Me, I love that. Well, NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. This was such a game changer for me. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cash back credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cash back? I could think of a few things. How about a getaway with your girlfriends or a nice little weekend with your partner? Or how about a spa day with some hot stones? (laughs) Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. 
As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Guys, you know what we always say at the Mother Days, you can't pour from an empty cup. That's why nourishing ourselves with beautiful, healthy meals is so important so that you can fill yourself up and then tend to the needs of everyone else in your family. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals, and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled and feeling good all day long. You have over 35 different options to choose from every single week so you never get bored with the food choices. And you know how crazy it is during the week trying to like prep meals and you got to run the kids to their different games and like after school activities. Well, the cool thing about Factor is they have these two-minute meals so they're ready to serve, heat up whenever that you need to. They have everything from like pancakes, smoothies, a wide variety of easy options for breakfast, midday buys, whatever it is that you need to do to like make it fit for your family. There's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup needed. Um, It's very flexible for your schedule. And you know that I love a coupon. Like I love saving money. Well, they have this sign up and save (laughs) and they've done the math. So factor is way less expensive than takeout food. And every meal is dietitian approved and nutritious and delicious. So guys, head to factormeals.com slash motherdays50 and use code motherdays50 to get 50% off. That's days with a Z-E. That's code motherdays50 at factormeals.com slash motherdays50 to get 50% off. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. So you were there for your sister's births as well. Is that right? Yeah. For my sister Scout, I was there for my sister Tallulah. And then with my stepmom and my younger sister, Mabel. Oh, oh my God. So I've gotten to see quite a bit for like, you know, a non-birth worker. I've seen quite a bit of birth and it was so cool just to be, I mean, I don't quite remember it now, but you know, my mom was telling me the other day about when my sister Scout was born, I was like three or two and a half, I think. And I was right up there with her. And I was like, you did so good pushing the baby out, mommy. And, <laughs> oh. you know, I was like right there with her. And I think, I think that's so cool. Yeah. And so important. I know you guys have kind of mm-hmm. done it that way with your kids. And I think it's so important to teach kids and again, to just integrate and really normalize physiological birth in a way so that it's not this, I don't know, made into this whole thing that movies and television and yeah. and how everyone portrays it. It's like, it's this hugely painful thing and you have to have all of this and it's so mm. scary and there's all of this stuff. Yeah. All the fear mongering. There's a time and place. Absolutely. It's just... It it breaks my heart. I've had a couple friends recently who just had children and they were really like, I don't know. I mean, look, everyone's birth experience I, I honor and is their whatever they feel comfortable with. But I just felt 
bad because I was like, man, would you have made these same decisions if you were like, if you had all of this different information, maybe you would have, and that's fine. Mm. But maybe there's, I don't know, a a middle ground for, for something different, Mm. for something in between. Ah, it's, it's so true. And, you know, we're talking to you today and we know um, that you have embarked on your journey now. Um, you're heading towards birth. You're now pregnant with your first bubby. Um, I was so excited when I heard the news and it's funny, like unlike Sarah, you and I didn't meet on a movie, but I feel so connected to you through the things that you post the the like one of the silver linings of social media <laughs> is that you can find other like-minded people and i was like oh she's becoming a mom like wow this makes sense in the world like this woman is a nurturer and <laughs> i could just tell like this is so your path um how are you feeling how has it been with pregnancy? Um, where are you at mentally with the birth? And I just want to talk to you about just all the all the feelings going on as you head towards that day. Totally. I feel the same way about you, Jess. Like, I feel like I, like, even though too, I know you, Sarah, I'm like, you guys are like my, I don't know, I feel like such a fangirl too, because <laughs> I just... I'm like, yes, bring on the kids. I'm like, the more the merrier. Yes. People <laughs> feel like I'm crazy when I say that I have six kids. I'm like, let's go. Let's go. And anybody, <laughs> yeah, anybody who, you know, can talk about the way that you guys also talk about it. I'm like, yes, these are my people. I need mm-hmm. to like hang out because they, <laughs> they know the kind of program that I'm trying to run over here. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm I'm so excited. I thought I was going into labor the other day because I had my baby shower, and then I was out till like three thirty in the morning at an Oscar party, and then was also in the midst of then like planning this brunch for the business of being born. And I looked at my partner and I was like, "Babe, I, I, we got to like something's going on. I don't know what's happening." Oh but I ended up. I see Dr. Crane at like 9.30 at night. He was like, you're fine. Your cervix is not dilated. You're fine. <laughs> okay. Oh, Dr. Crane. Wow. That's who um, I gave birth with, uh, with Bodhi because I had a home birth transfer and he was my backup doctor. Mm-hmm. And I got to go in and I had a few, I had, um, stopped uh having contractions at 10 centimeters dilated so i had to transfer and i had prom so pre-rupturing of the membranes and dr crane was unbelievable he was that just advocate for (laughs) listening to the woman and just letting me do my thing he's like all right we need to give her a little bit of pitocin to like bring the contractions back on and you'll just be there and you'll just like get it done and i was like thank you so much for not coming and waving all the things in my face um, because he just like sort of let yeah. me do my thing and then really gave me such a great note on pushing. And this is my first baby, so I had no idea. And he was like, 
just push into your butthole. I was like, oh, does that just like really focus like, in the butthole? And I was like, okay. Oh my God, so, why does that word that's not what like, I was make doing. me laugh so much? The butthole. Butthole. Yes, butthole. Like, like, he did it in his like smooth, cool American accent. Butthole. But yeah. Oh my God. I, he changed the pushing for me. I was like, oh, I immediately changed my pushing. And it was only 30 minutes of pushing for a first baby, which was actually like quite a wow. short period of time. So thank you, Dr. Crane. I'm so excited that you're birthing with him. He's um, we love you, Dr. Crane. Yeah, he's great. He's he's my um he's my backup doctor because I'm doing. I mean, ideally, I'm the first lesson that I will share with all first time moms that I know you guys know that was a humbling experience for me during this was you have no control and you just have to surrender because nothing is in your power. So I've made you know. My highest intention and preference is a home birth. Mm -hmm. If that does not prevail, then I will, you know, be at the hospital. But I have an incredible midwife and doula team who are unbelievable. I have, you know, my like bathtub for the living room. I've got like all of my my good But it's wild. I've wanted to be a mom, I think, since I was like, you know, 19. I would have done it. Thank God I didn't. Mm -hmm. Yes. Same. And I think the biggest and the hardest thing for me in the beginning was how challenging it was Mm. emotionally to get uh, just like balanced with all of the changes that were going on and to not have that just constant level 10 oxytocin high of like this thing that I've wanted forever is happening. Holy shit. (laughs) It was just like, wow, this is so hard and I feel like crap and my partner's on tour and I don't know how to, like, I can't even figure out how to feed myself enough and I don't feel totally connected to this little being. And I then was holding such shame Mm -hmm. about not feeling like immediately connected, you know, and then you look on Instagram, which is of course, obviously not real life, but and everyone's like, I'm so happy. I'm so, I've waited for this for so long. And I'm like, God, what's wrong with me? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I, I, was, I was pretty miserable for the first like three months, which I know yes. people are. But I think it was just such a half of me couldn't believe it was actually happening. I think there's yeah. part of me that still doesn't quite believe that it's actually happening. <laughs> and then the other half, I think was kind of what you guys were talking about, which is just you're upgrading so fast mm-hmm. into this new person. Yeah. And becoming, someone said this to me, or I read it in some book, that your child will bring forward, um, what is it, like circumstances mm-hmm. to turn you into the kind of mother that they need to, you to be. Yeah. They'll start wow. bringing forward karmically, like all of your stuff, as you're pregnant, to get you to deal with it. If you're not dealing with it, so that you can like level up to be who they need you to be. Mm. And I don't know if that happens for everyone, but this kid is like <laughs> has been bringing it, bringing it. Like, get ready, mama! <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, they also really, you know, they say that about, um, I love that. And I, I, I've also heard that about the birth experience, um, which mm-hmm. is that, you know, everything that sort of comes your way during the birth experience, like sets you up for and prepares you for 
whoever this little being is. And so, you know, which is really fascinating, especially like after the fact, which the cool thing about this um, interview that we're having with Rumor today or this conversation is that we are also going to have a conversation with Rumor after she gives birth. So, which is so cool (laughs) because we get to talk to her now. And I think it's really rare to like hear from somebody before and then to hear from them after Mm -hmm. because, you know, we discuss this a lot where it's like, we have these ideas about, you know, what we're sort of looking forward to, our preference, our um, excitement, like what, you know, we envision and, and, you know, for the day of, and then, and you never know, it's like, it can be exactly how you hoped it would be. It can be different and amazing in another way. Um, And so it's just, fascinating and with all the birth stories that we hear there's always there's always some story to it you know something (laughs) so um what were so you're talking about the first three months because I think that's so amazing that you brought that up because in every single one of my pregnancies I felt like absolute shit in the first three months Mm -hmm. and um Eric says I always end up being like a like a a curled up like puppy in front of a fireplace, like wrapped in a blanket. (laughs) And he's like, and you kind of don't talk (laughs) for like the first three months. I'm just like, don't feel good, super nauseous. I'm Mm kind of keep to myself. And then I always like to describe it that like, for me around 14, 15 weeks, this like dark cloud that's been hanging over my head, like sort of like the clouds start to pull apart and the sunshine comes out. And then I'm like, wait, what? Like, where have I been? Oh my gosh. And then all of a sudden I can like connect with myself again, you know, where I'm just like, oh, this is me. I recognize this person who I was before and like whatever this heavy cloud has been, has been really intense. And, um, and then, you know, somehow that goes away and, you know, so talk, talk us through a little bit of that. Like what happened when you started to get into your, um, second trimester, how did, how was it for you and your partner? Like when you first found out you were pregnant, were you just like, wait, oh my God, this is nuts. Like tell, tell us about that. I want to hear that story. Okay. So it's pretty wild. I thought I had long COVID Mm. because I was like, I'm not pregnant. (laughs) There's like, you know, I always used to think I was pregnant all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. I always think I'm pregnant, <gasps> even though I would be like, I haven't even had tests. There's no way I, I could just, be pregnant. I, I always have pregnancy tests in my like top drawer in my bathroom because like <laughs> every second month I'm like, I, I'll just have a little pee just to check. I'm like, definitely. Oh, okay, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? So I think, yeah, I think I had a test somewhere in my house that was like from, I think, when like a friend had come over and brought one when she was pregnant. And so... I was like, because my periods aren't bad, you know, and I don't get like crazy tender breasts or anything like that. And I was like, all right, this is weird. Something's going on. My period is late and my boobs look nice. They're too nice. (laughs) (laughs) So I took a test, but because I'm wildly impatient, I threw it out because I didn't (gasps) see a pink line right away. Oh, Totally threw it in the trash. There was a squinter. And then I was like, yeah. And so then I, I was doing something. It was early in the morning. 
And then I was like, oh man, maybe I shouldn't put it in the regular trash just because like, if I'm not like, this is weird. You know, I can't just have like a rogue pregnancy test. I have a roommate and this is just, you know. (laughs) So I went to look in the trash again, like, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes later and it had two lines on it. And I was like, oh my God. So I'm literally sitting in my bathroom like, um, whoa. Okay. How do I feel about this? Who was the first person that you called? Well, my roommate was at the house and I was like, so I'm going to go to the doctor because I was like, I have to figure, my boyfriend was literally about to leave to go on tour for three months. Oh my God. I was like, I have to make sure that this is a real thing and not you know, that I'm not going to have like an early miscarriage or, you know, before I tell him before he's like goes off, I need to really, you know, check what's going on. So I literally went to my doctor that day, did a blood test. And I just, I, I didn't even know what to say to him. I was so nervous because we hadn't been together that long. We had, we'd only been together like three and a half months. Oh my God. Wow. So it's not like you were trying, you were like not in the vibe of like, let's try and have a baby together. No, we were like still very like cool. Like, <laughs> do you want to be my girlfriend? Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> oh, like, my oh, God. oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. And I was like, uh, okay. Wow. And I literally like got a call the next day. The doctor was like, yeah, you're, you're very pregnant. Oh and I my was God. like, <gasps> very pregnant. Uh, yeah, and I was like, damn, okay, well, um, uh, and then I was, and then I was so panicked, you guys. I didn't know how to tell him because Aww. I was like, how, how am I going to tell him? And I had, I had like this whole scenario. Oh my God. I'm, I'm such an actor. I had this whole scenario <laughs> in my mind of him being like, oh, I can't even look at you. Like this, I'm so stressed. And, and him just like panicking. He you know, definitely doesn't whole, seem like that at all. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he it so well to the like I, I think I waited a week. Oh my god! Because oh I just stopped. God. I was smoking cigarettes and I had to stop. And he kept being like, "So, do you want to go outside and, and smoke?" And I was like, "No, no, no, I'm good, I'm good." <laughs> and then finally, I just was like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey I, uh, I have something to tell you." And I think he thought he told me later that he thought I was just going to say, "I love you." Oh my god! <laughs> he was like, he was like, so. And I just blurted it out, and I was like, uh, "My period was late, and I and I took a test, and it was positive, and <gasps> and uh, and I think I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant." And he was like, "Wait, what kind of test? Slow down." And I just was shaking so bad because oh I was so nervous. And he was like, "Whoa, okay, are you sure?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure." And he handled it like such a champ. Oh like my! Twenty oh. minutes of us just kind of processing. He was like, "So let, we're going to do this, yeah?" And I was like, "Really?" Oh, he was so kind. And he's like, he's going to be such an incredible dad. He, oh he's gosh. so sweet and takes such good care of him. Like, oh, such Rima. an angel. Wait, so the pregnancy came before the I love yous? Oh, yeah. <gasps> this is the best story. <laughs> oh, my I'm, God. I'm dead. This, this is the best, best story in my life. This is the best story of my life. In the world. Story. Well, what's cool is what we both realized, and we've had many conversations about it, is like this kid was like 
I'm not going to let you guys mess this up Aww. by letting, you know, whatever. Because that's, I like to think about it that way, that, you know, your kid chooses you. And so, you know, we, we laugh about it, but we're just like, yeah, this kid was like not interested in in letting us screw it up. So <laughs> just like, wow. I'm coming in. You it have no like choice. The glue. All right, all right, you guys, you're together. Wow. Yeah. Bruno, what <laughs> that a is story. So- Fascinating. You know, I had a, I have a friend who years ago was going through like a a divorce or separation and, and the friend was like so frustrated at her partner and she went to like talk to this medium, but it was this amazing moment where the medium was like, you know, your child chose you, but your child also chose your partner. And there's Mm -hmm. a reason for that. And so understand that like the two of you needed to be together for this child to come into this world. And that, that child is part you and part your partner. And I was like, whoa, I never thought about it like that, but it's so true. Yeah. I feel like that's like how we look at Isaac with Frankie and Mark, like Frankie and Mark were never meant to be together in that way they are like brother and sister and they both feel like they came together for Isaac like that was his way through into this world was to come bring them together and then you know they they split up when he was a baby but they're like it was the best thing that ever happened to us like he came through us in that way totally it's like there's some kind of you know karma that they that the the kids or whatever that little soul is that's like, I need you and you. I think the same thing with my parents, you know what I mean? They weren't meant to be a couple, but for whatever reason, we had to be a little bit of each of them for some reason. Your wow. blended family is incredible. I, I know. I always find other blended families as like blended family goals. <laughs> and to see the way that your stepmom, Emma, that's her name, Emma, yeah. Emma and I say in my Australian accent, I say Demi, but I know it's Demi, Demi, um, Demi. But I've always said Demi because I'm such a huge fan of your mom and her work. And she's incredible. And my mom, by the way, is in the other room, and she was like, "I said who I was interviewing today." Oh my god, my do her like, accent, do her oh, accent. Yeah, she was like, oh, "That's um, unbelievable." I, maybe I could just pop in and say hello. And I was like, "Um, well, maybe after the interview, mom." It's, exa- she, it's exactly what her mom sounds like. She knew all about you. She knew all about you. She knew how old your mom was when she gave birth to you. Like it was, I was oh like, wow, God. mom, I had no idea. <laughs> anyway, but I think you guys have such an amazing blended family because I see how you've come together. And I know your dad has recently been struggling with some health issues. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that really struck me was mm-hmm. this family. You are one connected beautiful family communicating and tackling this thing together and I was like look at the bonds look at the love look at everything that you guys have navigated to come together in this way and I was saying to our my own blended family like there's such goals like that is incredible and there are not that many people who manage to be back in partnership with one another in that way and I think it's so beautiful I'm so grateful for it honestly I I never had to choose or split Christmases or holidays or birthdays. And I'm I'm really so grateful. I feel like my mom and my dad too, but my mom really spearheaded that integration of our family. 
Because the truth is, is like, look, when you decide to become a parent, it's it's not about you anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can marry someone and you can get divorced. And you choose to bring a child into the world with someone. And it's something my partner and I have talked about a lot. I said, you know, we've talked about, I said, look, like, I love you no matter what, what, whatever dynamic, like, you know, I love him and I'm pretty sure we'll probably get married. But like, if, you know, what, whatever happens, like we are partners, partners, first and foremost in, in being parents and in raising this person and hopefully more little people, you know, and that, that is our first priority. So our stuff, whatever that may be at different points, as we all grow and learn and are challenged by our relationships and partners, that is unchanging for the rest Mm -hmm. of your life Mm -hmm. with whoever that is. That to me is more important of deciding who you're going to have a kid with sometimes than who you're going to marry any of the other stuff. Absolutely. And I I have to second Teresa because your guys's post for your dad's birthday like totally made me cry. Um, (laughs) And I'm not a stalker or anything, but like your sister's embroidery on his sweater. Like, why did that make me teary? It was like the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I was just like, your sister was like, shout out to my embroidery. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Um, You know, it's like, it's just so a da- a daddy daughter relationship. You know, I lost my dad like six years ago, and I just it's like it's just so right here on the surface all the time for me. Mm-hmm. I was so close to my dad, and so um, anytime I see it, you know, on Instagram or in a movie or a freaking commercial or a song, like I just lose it, you know. And um, but I love it. I love seeing you guys all together. And the thing I was going to say is that. Um, well, first of all, when I met your boyfriend, I swear, I thought you guys had been together for 10 years. I mean, you guys are so connected. It's so beautiful. Um, you can just really see the love there. Um, but when I was looking at that post that you did the other day for your dad's birthday, I was just thinking, seeing your belly there and everything, like, look at what you're bringing this baby into this beautiful mm-hmm. world, these, all these beautiful women and, and men that are so like connected and loving. Wow. Like this is going to be such an amazing space for this baby. And you could just feel it. I could feel it looking at it and, you know, being in your guys's presence the other day and seeing you guys together, we were at this event that rumor was throwing for the business of being born. And we're both huge fans of Abby and Ricky and, um, just like, this energy in the room there was just so major. I mean, I was like buzzing when I, I know I was buzzing when I left that room. She was buzzing. I left Teresa like a 15 minute voice memo. Not really, but kind of. And I was just like, Oh my God, I just can't even handle. It was long. Um, But it was just cool to see you. (laughs) Cool to see you guys um, together. So so then after your um, like first few months then and your partner's on tour, how was it for you afterwards? Like in the next few months of, of pregnancy, what were the things that were kind of shocking to you um, that you maybe didn't know were going to come up for you? And then, yeah. you know, what, how was that? Something that I, that I think has been a huge challenge just in my life and, and something that then I feel like pregnancy really brought forward for me to work through was like I said earlier, around surrender mm. and not having control yes. because I had a picture in my head from a very young age of like, I'm going to get pregnant at 25 
and I'm going to have this many kids and this is how it's going to be. And these are their names. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm going to have an unmedicated birth and this is how, and I'm going to be this kind of pregnant person. And my sisters and my mom are going to be there when I give birth and I'm going to be here. Like I had painted the most beautiful picture, right? It was so detailed. And so when that, like any time it would veer off of that, this anxiety would Mm. grow in me and it hit because I was like, well, my mom had me at 25. So then I should have a partner and be pregnant by 25. And then I hit hit 25 and went past 25 and went past 30 and was like, oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Well, (laughs) and I just kept feeling so behind and I kept Mm -hmm. feeling like I'm I'm too late. I'm missing something. And then I got pregnant and I thought I would be that kind of very casual. And I was like, I'm not going to find out what the gender is because, you know, it's the last great surprise in life. You know, I just had so many things so detailed. And then I'm sitting there and I'm miserable and I'm feeling so disconnected from this like tiny little being that has chose us. And I'm like, but, but I can't find out. And I was just still so being so rigid mm-hmm. and being so rigid with like, this is how my family should be showing up for me. And this is how my partner should be showing up. And this is how I should be that I had like wrapped myself in this. I couldn't even like connect with the joy of it. Oh. I couldn't even connect with, oh my gosh, I'm having a, a, a baby, this thing that I've wanted for so long. And it just happened in this like kind of magical way. And I was just so focused on what wasn't there mm. that I was really struggling. And so even after Derek got home, cause he was gone for the first three months, I I was still kind of in that weird, like crunchy resistance Mm. space for a while. And it wasn't till I would say towards like the end of the second trimester where I was like, you know what, I need to find out what, what the gender is because I'm, Mm. I'm trying to be this, this like cool person who's like casual and calm. And maybe that's not who I am. Yeah. Owning that. Maybe I need, maybe I need to know and, and I'm robbing myself of, connecting with this child in service of preserving the picture that I had. Yes. Yes. Wow. And I found out and it changed everything. I need to know. And everything that you just said, I feel like you could be speaking for me. That is the so yep. my same <laughs> Very story Teresa. Very of Teresa. like wanting to have my baby <laughs> at 25. I mean, Sarah met me when I was 25 and I was, like, the boyfriend I was with, I was like, wait, this is not going to be the person I'm going to have a baby. What am I going to do? Like, I'm getting too old. I need to find my husband. I need to have a baby. And Sarah's like, but you're 25. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm supposed to have a baby by now. And in fact, I wanted a baby at 23. And then I, I ended up, and then mm-hmm. by the way, like, thank God what you said, I really believe in that Bodhi decided to choose that like Mark was my person because we had only been together (laughs) about six months and I was so desperately ready to find my person. But everything you said, I can so relate to that rumor because I had the same narrative in my head from such a young age, like Mm -hmm. then we'll get married and we'll have this and we'll have so many children and I can be an actor and I can be a mom and I can... And like the person that I ended up having a family with was 
absolutely not the kind of person that I had envisioned when I was so much younger. I was like, you know, my man is like so like deep and spiritual and, you know, has a lot of trauma and all the things. And, but I had envisioned this someone without any of that stuff, which by the way, I found out later, like I find like straighty 180 so boring. Like I have to gravitate towards like grit and depth and like, I want that. I crave that. But yeah, I love that you said that and that you recognize that you wanted to find out the gender because I also thought I'd be like, whatever, just go with the flow. Like I have to find out the gender. I just, I realized like even with this fourth baby, I've now got boys, I've got a girl, I have the fourth baby. Like it's the first thing I needed to know because I wanted to know, like for some reason for me knowing like if it was a boy or a girl, help me like lock in a name and help me like talk to her in a way and you never know who they are when they come out. Like they might be totally different to how you envision, but that was a little piece I needed. And it was so interesting to hear that you also felt that you needed to know that. And that's okay. Yeah. It Well, cause it personifies them. It, it, it makes them into a person. Yes. And mm-hmm. it, as opposed to just this amorphous kind of thing, especially when you aren't necessarily feeling them move yet yeah. or, Mm-hmm. You know, before that, I'm like, there could be a shrimp. There could be a tiny shark in my belly. <laughs> no clue. No idea. Yeah. You see it. But I don't know. I just, and I was absolutely wrong, uh, too, about what I thought, which was hilarious. I was hilarious. like, totally convinced. But that shifted everything for me. And it, it was like the start of my uh, ability to surrender because I was also so scared of like, oh my God, you know, like we haven't been together that long. Like mm. maybe this isn't going to be what he wants. Like, you know, even though he was showing up, it, I was just so afraid. Yeah. I was yeah. so afraid that I, I, then I, it like blocked me from even being able to recognize how he was showing up for me. Mm. And that us finding out was like, such a catalyst. We were going to try and keep it between us. And then I, I totally biffed it and like couldn't help it. And, and told my sister. <laughs> <laughs> and then since then, I'm just, I'm so delighted. I'm so excited yeah. to like meet this kid and see who they are. And mm. I don't know, just like laugh with them. It's, it's so crazy how they become a person so fast. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, because I didn't know for, I don't know, six months. I mean, that's something that I, I think I just recently talked about on the podcast where there was this like time towards the end of my pregnancy when I was very first pregnant with Wyatt and Eric and I would just lay there and go like, it's just, it's not going to be that long before there's a baby between us in this bed. And we're just going to be like, rubbing his feet and like, you know, he's going to be cooing and making noises. And we just like, couldn't get over it. Like it just felt so bizarre, you know, and I would just lay in bed. And those were some of the most amazing memories too, by the way, of like pregnancy where those like 
dreamy. It was always summer for me. I always have my babies at the same time. And so it was like summer and hot out. And so I'm like laying on the bed in the air conditioning and the sun's coming through. And I'm like reading Ina Mae books and like feeling the baby move and, you know, and like laying on bed and picturing the baby, like snoozing in the bed with me. And it's just like, oh, it's just, it's just amazing. And it really does... Like, how did you, so, and you're, the moment you found out the gender, what did you sort of, did you start doing that thing where you're like talking to your baby and like, did you do, did somebody sort of guide you through that? Did you have a doula that helped you through some of that connection or did you, did you just feel like, oh, now it's this and I can, okay, now it's like, I'm getting a download from the universe. Like I'm feeling it. Here we go. Like, how was that? It was like, well, I'm trying to think of like, I'm sure everyone will probably know anyway by the time that this comes out. What <laughs> you don't have to tell. You don't have to no, tell. Don't tell us. Um, keep it. Keep it. No, no. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. I, I totally. I was convinced, convinced that it was the opposite of what I was having. So wow. we looked at the sheet, and I was like, "No way!" <laughs> wow. And then I just had this moment where I was like, "Am I upset? I'm kind of yes. disappointed." Okay. No, wait. Actually, oh my God, I, uh, this is great. I wouldn't even know how to do that. Okay, great. And then as soon as I had that moment, I was so delighted. I was oh, like, I'm wow. so like, I cannot this wait. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah. I was like, of course, it could be nothing but this. And and then I don't know. It was like suddenly because I I was calling the baby Newt. <laughs> for the first six months because I just needed I needed some name I couldn't just keep saying it or baby. the baby yeah <laughs> yeah and so you know, so I was just saying Newt and suddenly it was like oh yes me and my tiny friend like we're just hanging out and it, it was just like everything kind of clicked into the into place like this puzzle piece of like you Aww. and me we're like yeah, oh. we got this. We're like figuring it out, and I don't know. I just started getting so excited and delighted, and I feel like this kid. I mean, again, who knows? Is very like snuggly and fiery, probably an Aries. And yes, I'm an Aries. <laughs> I just want to meet them. You know, I just want to meet them. Yes. I'm so delighted. Although oh. I'm jealous of you, Sarah, because I really wish it was summer because this rain is just oh my gosh I know I'm sure I mean when I gave birth it was like had been like 100 degrees though so I was just like so done with the heat but yeah I mean that's yeah I mean it's been raining nonstop here so what is Wyatt's birthday um Wyatt's is August 16th and that's my birthday too oh my gosh you're Leo yeah I remember hearing on the podcast and I was like ooh, yes Wyatt oh Oh my god, that makes so much sense because Wyatt Wyatt is my like sweet, calm angel baby. Like he's like firstborn, all firstborn tendencies. (laughs) Yes, he's just like the sweetest little lion, you know? Like he's Mm -hmm. oh my gosh. Do you know what's crazy is that my baby, my fourth baby, is August 17th. So yes. Sarah and I celebrate our babies on the same day because I'm a, yeah. a day ahead here in Australia. Oh, yeah. So yeah. she's saying, like doing her happy birthday post for why 
at the same day I do my like happy birthday one. So all of us are celebrating that same oh, day. Yeah, that same is amazing. Day. That's so special. I was just um, going to say that you're about to embark on my I think my favorite memory in motherhood, it's hard to pick one because I just love so much of being a mum, but there's nothing like the feeling of those first few weeks postpartum as a new mum. And when I think back on it, I get emotional. It's just you're just like this new little person. Like It's like you're learning to walk for the first time and you're nursing and you're trying and you're stumbling and you're trying to just figure out this new little thing and you're meeting their <laughs> needs and you're lounging on the couch and my my husband was cooking me food and people were dropping <laughs> things off and it was just this bubble of like oh my god it's me and this little person and like the most insane love explosions exhaustion physical just like <laughs> what is happening to my body like this it was just wild but it what is. an empowering incredible and for some women it doesn't feel like this but my yeah. experience was that it was the most transformative few weeks of my life even more so than the birth the birth was remarkable but it was those first few weeks where I was like oh I have landed I have landed here I am <laughs> everything I've ever wanted like bingo and I was just thinking about you because you have had these same feelings that I had about wanting to be a mum your whole life and I'm just so excited for you. I'm just feeling so much excitement for you. <laughs> and I know that you have this coming up. And I just like the surrender, the fact that you're already in the place of surrender is just key, I think. Yeah, because birth is all about surrender. And we talk about that all the time. Yeah. It's like the biggest, you know, my doula, Sonia, who's our nanny, um, she reminded me of that in our, my third pregnancy. She was like, you know, surrender. It's so important. But like I had to let go of so much because I was so worried about COVID. And like, you know, as totally. Teresa knows, I was like the person walking around with goggles and a hazmat suit, like just to go like out in the world. <laughs> she was <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and so like there's so much I had to let go of walking into the hospital that day because I ended up giving birth in the hospital during COVID and you know it's just so amazing to reflect on that and to think about that so what are the things that you're sort of looking forward to how are you sort of like prepping for the day and th what are you thinking about are you daydreaming are you envisioning <laughs> are you meditating like what give us light the incense tell us all of the things <laughs> I mean I did that crazy thing that most pregnant gals do which I was like I need to redo my kitchen <laughs> Yeah, oh. everybody oh. always renovating, always renovating. Oh, it's like nobody talks about people are like, oh, my God, you're going to want to nest at the end. No one is like you will feel like a psychopath yeah. until you can put diapers away and fold tiny clothes. That's right. <laughs> and so I've just literally been like, <laughs> like wait, oh. to do it. <laughs> My partner the other day, I was like, babe, but you don't understand. I just, I just need to organize the clothes. I, I just know. need to, I just need to like put the diapers away. Oh. So we're, we're staying at mom's right now. We have been for like the last two weeks while our kitchen is getting finished. So I was 
kind of in a panic when I thought I was going to labor the other night because I was like, I don't even have a hospital bag. Oh. I have nothing. I have not washed any clothes. I don't even know <sighs> where the the strollers are or, you know, <laughs> and so it was a wake up call. <laughs> yeah, it was a wake up call for us because we both looked at each other and we were like, we are not ready. Today. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You know, but it was good because we like got the clothes, washed the clothes, put the car seat in the car, <laughs> prepped a little bit. I'm hoping that everything will be wrapped up by next week, but you know, I was like, I want to have a home birth, but I have no home to to birth in. Like, this. <laughs> <laughs> I do very well under pressure, but still, you know. Yeah. Like, wow. But I think for me, I'm such a. Um, I don't know if you guys are like this. I'm. I'm like a prepper, kind of in a way. Like mm-hmm. I want to have, you know, my essential oils and my diffuser. Yes. I want to have, you know. Okay, this is my this is my latest hack that is the most genius thing I've I've done and I stole it from my osteopath. You get it's like 140 bucks. It's a towel warmer Ooh. for wet towels that they use in hair salons. Yeah. And there's this little gal, a mom in uh Tennessee who makes microwavable hot packs. Mm. Mm. You put the hot packs in a little towel warmer and then they're always hot. <gasps> Oh my yeah, gosh, wow. you don't have to do any sort of microwaving. Hello. And you put little essential oils on it. Yes. So literally for a good chunk, I would say, you know, right in the beginning of my third trimester, you know, when you're just getting real uncomfortable, not that it hasn't gotten increasingly more uncomfortable, <laughs> but I would literally at the end of the night, she makes little heart-shaped ones. I would just put it on my chest and put one on my low back. Oh, that's so nice. And then I was like, when you're breastfeeding and you need help, like, it's just, it's a game changer. Oh, oh, that's so I want to have all, you know, I, I love the accoutrement of things. <laughs> I love like, you know, so all, do I. all of the, the different weird. Yeah, I, I feel, Des, I feel like you, you, I don't know why, but like when I would see your post too, I felt the same way. I was like, this person, person understands the program. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, really how? Need to be I know. I was just thinking this whole time. I was like, oh, I feel really happy because I feel like Rumor and I are going to become good friends. And then Sarah and I did a podcast with Rachel Bilson like a number of weeks oh, yeah. ago um, and her best friend, Olivia. And I was like, oh my God, I have all these like amazing new besties to come home to America to. Yes. Yay. I'm so excited. That's right. We'll, we'll all get together. We'll come over and powwow and you're like, are you going to do like a first 40 days? Are you planning on like sort of staying at home? Are, are you going to want to like, you know, pack the baby up and go to the beach after the first two weeks or like <laughs> what's your, uh, what's your post? Do you have a postpartum plan yet? Or are you not there yet? I think I've been it's so weird. Like I'm, I, I have a high pain tolerance. So it's, but like weirdly, there is a part of me that's kind of scared about being in like the divine unknowing mm. of the birth process. Yes. Because I, mm-hmm. again, if, if someone was like, all right, it's going to be this painful, it's going to last for 10 to 20 hours, like 10 hours. Mm. And this is how it's going to feel. I'd be like, all right. I mean, yes. got it. Yes. Yeah. Got this. But, yeah, you know what I mean? I, I'm like, okay, cool. I can prepare, I can handle it. But there's something about the unknowing of it that 
is definitely, again, it's part of my curriculum to work Mm -hmm. on in the surrender, which, you know, I'm here for. But so it's like, I almost haven't even gotten past there. But for me, I think the most important things are, I don't know, just like taking time to, to savor it and to not rush. And I'm, I'm thinking about working with a postpartum doula as opposed to a night nurse, Mm. because I'm like, I don't need someone to take care of the kid for me. I need someone to take care of me. Sarah had that. Yeah, that's what I always said. Because my my family doesn't live here. So I was like, you know, you can only lean on your friends so much. And, um, you know, with my first, I had like packed my freezer full of so much food that I made and like lasagnas. And, you know, that gets old after a while. Um, But, you know, with each birth, I learned more. And then, you know, with my last birth, I had Sonia, our nanny and doula, the last two births. Um, But we really did like the last one, we did the first 40 days, like full on where I stayed in bed and, um, you know, had like all the broths and the meals and like all of that, like in my room and in my space. And I just kept things really like slow and steady. And it's hard because I'm a very up and go person, you know, I'm like always like wanting to take the kids and doing something and running. And so for a minute, I really had to like get into that. Um, okay, we're going to slow everything down, Sarah. We're going to like, just be here now with the family. My favorite memories were like having our dinner on the bedroom floor, like throwing out a picnic blanket and like doing that and just being in this space. I'm in my bedroom right now. So that's why I keep doing this is because I'm here in this space (laughs) right now. Um, but yeah, no, I love hearing that. And, um, and yeah, I, and, and I so relate to you in that, um, feeling of like, I don't know what to expect in terms of the, you know, pain tolerance. And like, um, I always had really heavy periods. So I was like, is it going to feel like that? Or, yeah. And, um, you're, you're trying to like relate it yeah, to, you're trying yeah. to give yourself context. That's right. I'm trying to get like context. But what's interesting though, is that Teresa was at my first birth and, um, she came in, I don't know when it was. It was like midnight. I was barely dilated. Maybe like four <laughs> centimeters. And yeah. I'm like doing my like yoga ball, like riding yoga ball and like doing some moaning. But it was so cute because I remember Teresa saying like, what does it feel like? Does it feel like what you expected it to feel like? And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it kind of does. Like it's kind of what I thought. And this is what I said to you the other day because you were starting to have Braxton Hicks. And I was like, imagine that just more consistent and just feeling the power of it, like getting more intense and then getting less intense and then more intense and less intense. So I always say my, one of my good girlfriends just gave birth to a little boy. He's so cute. Uh, About um, a week ago. (laughs) And I had sent her my last two, um, I'll send it to you too, if you want rumor. I've got these two videos, like four minutes each for my middle two children, um, right as they come out. And I can really, like, I'm doing my specific pushing breaths, which really help limit tears. So I sent it to my friend and I was like, watch this. I just watched the breath. Cause I learned this from Ina Mae Gaskin and I didn't tear yeah. and I did tear the first time. And then I didn't tear this the second time, the third time, the fourth time. And um, 
she she told me she was like whoa the birth wow it was so different to what I expected and I just had to let go and you know he's here and the out wow I feel like I just am a, cracked open a new person but the great thing that we were talking about is that the body is designed it's designed to let you have some respite which so mm-hmm. all I looked at in birth is it's one minute so I take one minute yeah. at a time. So exactly. it's like you go, you feel the peak of it. You know when it's the peak. You can vocalize it all out, get all the feeling out, movement, whatever you do, use the water. And then once it comes back down, you get a rest. <laughs> Generally, yeah. you have this rest. So I looked at each one as like I can get through a minute. I can get through a minute. And by the oh, end of it, like those minutes of, you know, you look back and like, wow, that was actually 10 hours of work. That's insane. I feel so exhausted. But yeah. the body is so Yeah, it's not like that in the like moment. That. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people just think it's 10 straight hours of the most insane feelings you could possibly imagine. And I'm like, it, it's not like that. It's kind of like being on a treadmill and you press the sprint button up to 10 and you sprint for a minute and then you get to like split your legs while it's still going and you get to breathe, breathe, breathe. And then you get back on again. So (laughs) I always looked at it like that. And I was like, I got this. I can do this. (laughs) Well, and to me too, it's like, um, I used to do that actually when I had anxiety really bad after Mm -hmm. I got sober, when I would have like, I would have panic attacks when I was having to fly back and forth to Chicago, when I would have to get on a plane Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because I would always get nauseous and then I would just do the same thing where I'd be like, okay, I just have to get through five minutes and then you get through those five minutes and then you you do the next. Uh, But I think, I don't know if you guys experienced this, but I'm curious to ask you. I, right before I got pregnant, did over like the last year, did a lot of um, like medicine journey work. mm -hmm, Mushroom work. Yeah. Which is like, honestly, why I think I am pregnant because I dealt with like a lot of... Mm old stuff stuff that I needed to let go of. And to me, pregnancy is literally, I feel the exact same way I felt when I was doing medicine. Wow. Mm. Wow. Exactly the same way. On I I would get those rushes in your head. You know, like when you feel those hormone rushes in the very beginning and you feel that feeling of like shaky and you're kind of like, I feel weak or I don't know what to do, but it was exactly the same. And so I feel wow. like it's pregnancy is literally just like being on like a very extended trip medicine journey because you have to surrender. You have to just like lean into be it. Present. That is, yeah. There's a lot of confronting things that come up. Yeah. I was invited to do a medicine trip with my sister wife, which is my husband's ex-girlfriend. And um, she was like, come and do this. Let's do this together. And we've been through so much together. We've 
had you know so much trauma like between us there's yeah. there's uh, the dynamic has shifted and shaped and now we're in an amazing place so she was like let's go do this journey together and it's so funny because there's such a history of mental illness in my family I have had this like real resistance to doing the work which makes me realize that I should actually lean into the resistance mm. there there's so much that I can unpack and I am so ready and excited to do it. When I get back to LA, I think there's something going on. I can I can hear the whisperings of something um, totally. that's going to happen. But then last night, Mark and I totally had this journey together without any like completely sober journey last night. Like, yeah. like we got to the place where we were like so high and it was all through talk. It was all through just like... <laughs> sitting and talking and connecting and just like it was so unbelievable that I felt high and euphoric the way that like I do in pregnancy those mm. feelings that I feel like in birth in those moments where it's just you're looking into your newborn's eyes and you're having that otherworldly I'm connected into source right in this moment feeling and it was Mark and I were like well it was so wild that we just like tripped in that way and we're completely sober <laughs> it was so cool by the way I can so see that Tez because um when we had our uh like trip family trip together to Spain we yeah. would all sit around and talk and we had these big beautiful conversations about life and we would talk so so openly just about our like you know feelings and everything and it was amazing and when we did the podcast with Mark, his two episodes, he was just I so know, open and huge. beautiful. And then other people were vibrating, like listening to the episodes. And we were like, we yeah, can see the numbers going sure. up with the episodes. And we're like, wow, what is going on? <laughs> but yeah, I, look, all this like woo-woo stuff, Sarah and I always talk about it. Like we love it. And I there's such a like correlation it. between like birth and fertility and like yes. just the womanhood and that whole thing. It all just lends itself to like the ex great expansiveness of the universe. It's so yes. unbelievable. Well, oh. we are so excited to hear all about what's going to happen your birth. Um, with your beautiful oh birth. God. And we'll be thinking of you all the daisies will be thinking of you too. And um, <laughs> which is so cool. We'll all be like energetically holding you in this beautiful way in our minds and, you know, just sending you all the well wishes. Um, and, you know, I think I always hear people say like, no one talks about this or no one talks about that in terms of like, birth and pregnancy and all the things. And we really try to talk about everything and every experience is different. Every birth is different. It's unique to you. Every postpartum experience is different. It's going to be unique to you and this little soul that's going to come into the world. So we're really excited to hear all about it. And we're just so excited for you to experience it and to surrender and to transform into this like new state of being uh, it's I know. amazing oh it's sending amazing. all the love beams I want to honor you guys too and I think I'm sure everybody that listens feels this way even though like I feel like I know you guys I like the way that you guys share so candidly mm -hmm. and the way that you talk about birth and even talk about pooping or fluids or whatever like it's so important. It's so vital. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. I, I really believe that. Like what the way that you guys share, because that is what's missing mm. in this space. What is missing is the honesty. Like 
What's missing is the way that Mark shared. Yeah. What's missing mm-hmm. is the way that Eric shared yeah. when he was talking about like having, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he was having a moment talking with one of your kids and it yeah. was like, it struck yes. me so much, like mm. hearing stories of dads, of moms and of people talking about their experiences in a way that is from a grounded and honest place that's saying, I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. This is how I've done it. This is what works for me. This is real life. Mm. This is like, you know, it, it, the real stuff is where you find the true love. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing that I'm the most deeply grateful for. Like you were sharing, Tez, like I thought that I would find a partner who was like this and it would feel like this. And I realized that I had no idea what true partnership and what love was until I started experiencing what I have with my partner now, mm-hmm. which is being able to be human with them, being vulnerable with them, mm. having them as your lover, as your best friend, as your partner, but also just being able to be like a human being who yes. Yes. has a rash that you need your partner to look at or has like, you know, like <laughs> totally. you know what I mean? Like you have to be able to be vulnerable yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't see anything below my belly. Yeah. You have to be able to like, look at your partner and be like, I need you to look at this thing on my thigh That's because right. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Please shave my pubes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have to be able to have those conversations. And I think you guys are just like leading the charge in such a beautiful way Aww. for moms to be able to share in that way. Oh, that is You're so amazing, you so Ruma. We love you. I'm obsessed with you. You're incredible. I know, me too. You're going to be, I'm going to be showing up at your door being like, hi, do you remember me? I'm the new best friend and we're hanging out. <laughs> That's right. We got to like schedule this out, guys, yes. so we can do like number five, number four, number two. Yes, yes. Done. Yes. Done. Oh my gosh. Yes, exactly. Oh, and okay. and they're energetically, there's something here. We'll be doing something together, yeah. the three of us. Yes, that is for sure. Um, well, right. thank you so, so much for coming and doing this with us today. We love you and we'll be thinking of you. And you guys can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We love you, Daisies. And Bye. rumor, we'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.